You're listening to the Giant Dwarf Podcast, a podcast about kings of war. I like the podcast where I listen to where, where they're recording, just like they've been talking for a while, and then someone presses record and doesn't tell anyone. <laughs> In medias res, uh, <laughs> podcasting. Like, actually, what I just did, so... Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, welcome to this episode of uh, Giant Dwarf. My name is Truls, and uh, I was recently the TO for our uh, tournament, uh, Reign of Kings. Uh, together, I have uh, I have Jürgen and Simon. Hello. Hi. So, uh, Jürgen, what's the itinerary for this episode? <laughs> well, uh, we are uh, we have just finished. Well, it's not just, but uh, a, a couple of one one and a half weeks ago was uh, the Reign of Kings uh, tournament in Bergen, mm-hmm. which um, yeah went uh, in my opinion quite well. But we have uh, collected some feedback, and we will of course discuss uh, the experience with an open mind and uh, listen to the feedback of the players. So that's the kind of the agenda for today. To, to go through the tournament and the compact and the experience the players had and then maybe uh, talk a little bit about uh, how we will approach next year and uh, how what how we will what we will do with our tournaments in Bergen for next year because we have a small community in Norway with uh, I mean I think the ranking on um, on our forum is about 50 players so of course we have to cater to uh, everyone we can't we can't uh, go super competitive or we can't just go all hobby scoring we have to kind of approach this in a holistic way to get something for everyone so that's I, I think that's the goal for today all right that's nice yeah I was happy that uh, we weren't discussing our uh, games because I didn't <laughs> I, yeah I lost everyone except one that I tied and uh, my brain was fried the whole weekend from organizing and stuff so I was just oh fuck I have yeah. to go back and recall this so. <laughs> if you weren't but, uh, forced to be the TO I'm sure you would have uh, won the tournament so uh, <laughs> not, uh, <laughs> I agree I don't know but should we just do a quick recap of the uh, the tournament and the results and uh, stuff like that and then go over to the um, kind of the, the bigger discussion afterwards yeah sure do you, do you have the results uh, I have the results in front of me. Uh, uh, the correct ones? <laughs> uh, let me see. I only have the kind of the overall uh, list or the final list. I don't have the details. Yeah. That's fine. But, um, yeah, you, you, are, you are the main TO, so maybe you can explain a little bit about uh, what the premise for this tournament was, so then we can... Uh, well, yeah, we wanted to, um, uh, to have uh, an overall tournament where we had uh, bonus points for for hobby and for sportsmanship. <clears throat> uh, so I I can't remember like exactly with what how we split the points between them, but uh, uh, I think UABB was like uh, I don't know. Remember? Do you remember Simon? I think it was a total of 150 points possible. I think yeah. so. I'm not entirely sure. I don't remember without, but I'm also not a computer, so. Yeah. Um, and uh, 
there was, uh, I think, uh, 60% of the points were for um, generalship and then uh, tw- uh, 20 and 20 for, for both uh, um, a hobby and, uh, and sportsmanship. So yeah, uh, sounds about right. So, so that was... Have... Uh, hmm? No, no, never mind. So I... Yeah, it's just, uh, you know, the overall effort, uh, like you mentioned, was, was to bring some kind of balance to the game. And this is also why we where we went away from the traditional uh, map pack uh, setup that is usually run around Norway um, and varied the tables a bit. And uh, the feedback uh, was, in general, more positive, but it was mixed. But I'm sure we'll get into that later, I think. Yeah. So what we want to do is just uh, get people to put some effort into to painting and pacing and stuff like that beforehand so um, to get those extra points. All right. Um, yeah, so we, else? yeah, we had yeah. Uh, 16 players in total, including neutrals. Um, yeah. Um, and we, I just counted this. So we had actually eight players from Bergen, and we had six players traveling from Oslo, and two players traveling from Kondheim. So, uh, yeah. so that was uh, that's also an aspect in this. We we are if we want to um, host tournaments in Bergen, we actually have to uh, cater to people traveling in from other cities as well, because unless uh, they show up, our scene is too small to hold uh, tournaments like this. I think 16 players is it, it's, uh, a good turnout. And uh, Yeah, it's kind of a minimum, I think, if you want yeah. to do a good, uh, if you want to have a good um, uh, pairing, yeah. I think we need at least 16 players. It was more than the last year, also, right? Like last yeah, year. Yeah, I think we were ten, maybe last year. Is that? I think I should. We were twelve, mm-hmm. I think, last year. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's oh, a so slight, it. yes, yeah, so so, slight increase in the in yeah. the player base. Yeah, um, so I'm very happy to hear that. Yeah. So just to recap the uh, the tournament uh, very uh, briefly, we played uh, five games, and. Um, I can uh, just uh, go through the scenarios real quick to, uh, mm-hmm. to see what we actually played. And we played, um, played them in order from the compact. So uh, the first one was Control, second one was Occupy, then it was Ransack, then uh, Scavenge, and lastly Eliminate. Uh, and of course we had this um, compact with, uh, where we had uh, reduced the speed of some flyers uh, and some... Uh, nimble units like werewolves and the fallen and we had also an, an uh, amended unit strength chart where uh, big uh, infantry hordes and cavalry uh, cavalry let's see infantry and cavalry hordes and infantry and large infantry legions uh, got an extra point when uh, calculating unit strength so they were actually four points instead of three as from the yeah. Clash of kings pack yeah, and the point of that was just to, yeah, to stop the, the heaviest flyers, I guess. The, uh, what we discussed with, with Frederick before we made the compact is uh, he had this chart where we would, he would he plot in the stats of the uh, different uh, heavy flyers, like dragons and, and uh, stuff like that, and then whichever unit would score, um, it was like against the defense five unit and up to a certain number of wounds. Um, uh, that was like a line that we drew that if if past this number of wounds then the the speed shouldn't be 
uh, shouldn't be ten, for the reason that we we wanted to cap uh, to cap the the big heavy flyers that that do a lot of damage. So that was the uh, the idea, like a, a semi uh, scientific approach in a way. Where we, we yes. it was just it was random, randomly um, selected, but uh, we missed some, and uh, we have some feedback on that as well. But we'll get into that yes. later. So the results from the tournament, we had um, we had uh, five four prizes, right? Four. Um, That's right. That were possible to win. So best uh, general. Best mm-hmm. sportsman, uh, best presentation, and then uh, best overall, which is the main yeah. prize, right? And and the best uh, general is for uh, victory points or, uh, I guess, um, tournament points. I can't remember like the exact uh, wording, but but um, the victory points you get for, it's for the battles and, um, and kill points combined. Yeah. And then the best overall, uh, sorry, the best... Um, Painted or hobby or presentation was they each player score their own units, uh, sorry, their own uh, hobby score based on whether or not they had uh, stuff like multibasing and uh, coherent scheme and uh, freehand and uh, a couple of other things. Yeah. But that was basically where they were they were uh, marking themselves for points and then um, the ones who got the top. Uh, number of points they would be they were picked out by the uh, TOs that weren't uh, among the the nominees. Yeah. So um, you want to present the winners of each category and uh, what they played and. Yeah. Let's see. <clears throat> I don't have it in front of me actually. <laughs> so I'll do okay. Well, I, then I can start uh, <laughs> off. We can start off by by uh, revealing that. Um, Uyvind from Oslo, playing Elves, won, uh, actually won the best overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he scored uh, quite well in battle points or tournament points uh, from the general side of things. 67 points. But the best general was actually Halvar with his Undead. He scored 69 yeah. points. So it's quite even. But, um, last year's champion. Last year's champion. But Uyvind, he yeah. got uh, some uh, extra sportsmanship scores. Which actually led him to win the best sportsman as well, which is quite impressive, getting that many tournament points and, and winning best sportsman as well. So he must be yeah. a really, really nice guy, I think. <laughs> I actually play, played him. It, it, was a, it was a very good game. So I, I definitely, definitely think he deserved that uh, best sportsman uh, award. And right, then, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. And then, uh, of course, uh, no one can match Eirik's... Uh, Ostland Field uh, Empire Army, fielded as a League of Royalist, uh, which is just gorgeous, black and white color scheme, painted to a very high standard. And he actually yeah. won last year as well. That's right. So yeah. maybe we have to do, uh, maybe we have to, <laughs> to, have to nerf Eirik uh, on, the, on the hobby for painting department next year. Yeah, I think so. I think so. So next year, Eirik has to field an army which he has uh, dipped using Iron Painter Dip. Uh, he, he, he's I not, don't he's, uh, hate the army painter. It's an excellent product, yes. Yeah, but you don't win best painter with just dipping, right? Or maybe he uh, can pull it off. And uh, I think um, Holwar, he has to play the whole tournament to rolling d4s and not d6s. <laughs> and I think, I don't know what to do with Aven. Uh, being a nice guy, it's hard to, to nerf that. But... <laughs> Make him really grumpy somehow. Yeah. 
but I, I don't think we need to go uh, more into details about the results and stuff like that. Um, most people uh, attending the tournament, uh, uh, they know this, and uh, their friends in Oslo and Trondheim know this. And so we can just maybe just move on and talk about uh, the uh, the experience and the compact and feedback and all that stuff. Yeah. Okay, so do you want to? Uh, what? Where do you want to start? Well, I think uh, we we can take um, your. You had a. You, you may of course you could just uh, ask for feedback on Facebook or uh, on the forum. You have to make a, a, a Google uh, feedback form, right? Yes, I made a, I made a Google feedback form, and yeah. one reason is it's easier to organize, and the yeah. other reason it's uh, it's. Uh, What's it called? Like you can't tell who's answered yeah. it, so it's uh, no, it's uh, anonymous. An anonymous, yeah. yes. So that's just yeah. a, a good reason to give uh, to get back positive feedback or even negative feedback, yeah. because I mean that's what we uh, need to have constructive feedback for for to for us to get a get a give a better product next next time. Yeah, I think it was it worked out very well actually. And uh, looking at the feedback, I, I definitely think people. Didn't feel they could be honest. Let's put it that way. So uh... <laughs> <laughs> I like it how you got some positive out of it, though. <laughs> that that uh, no. your communication skills are off the chart. No, but I think that maybe we should go, uh, let's say, through the questions that uh, Twins yeah. made up, and then yeah. uh, maybe uh, speak a bit about the feedback we got, and then maybe also give our own opinion and uh, yeah. maybe yeah. wrap it up in the end. All right. So the first question is, uh, uh, let's see. Please uh, give um, your feedback about information about the event in advance, uh, adequate or not. Please specify what you missed. And two people asked "bra." Um, some said they. Which enough. is Norwegian for it? It's it's good. Um, yeah, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, one person named the EOA or the um, uh, Edge of a uh, Edge of Abyss book, um, if it was allowed or not, should be cleared up sooner, uh, which I agree. Um, yeah, excellent points for the story. Great, uh, missing a part, of some information, especially about the uh, additional points and what you got points for, and that was kind of a, a done on purpose, I think. Um, we wanted to to have. Uh, uh, just a little, uh, not share entirely what how many points they get for each category. I think we exactly just, because yeah. because what um, let's say the the approach in general was to promote an overall wargaming experience. So that to us that consists of uh, of of course playing the game, different scenarios and interesting terrain setups um, with a nice opponent and well painted armies. So if we reveal all the specific categories before, then uh, well, participants may uh, may gear their uh, their armies or the painting of their armies towards achieving the maximum points, as opposed to providing uh, the biggest cumulative hobby experience, so to say. Yeah. So that's why it wasn't uh, revealed. Yeah. And yeah. So and also we had one. Um, one uh, response, <laughs> lazy compact, <laughs> sudden change last week in allowing Abyss, uh, several other details maybe that made me a uh, tad disappointed. Yeah, Which well, I guess is uh, it's, uh, it's an honest uh, response and I appreciate that. 
Um, I can I can agree actually the compact could have been more uh, uh, spent more time on the, yeah. like we like I said we missed a few units that we wanted to nerf yeah like uh, like what yes. missed like the Ratkin Demonkin for instance yeah. and I think it was one other unit as well yeah and, uh, and some of the um, because I, I you know the the units that you can choose from um, are now from four different books. So we missed yeah. actually missed one book entirely, which was the Destiny of Kings uh, yeah. book. Which uh, that does that you that book only has characters, right? Or I think it only has characters. Yeah. Yeah. Now this, so this, the uh, isn't this for this uh, kind of this dungeon crawl game? Uh, what's the name? Uh, again? No, it's a, like a campaign book, I think. Yeah. But it's okay. yeah. The point was that one one of the characters there was a uh, is basically a, a winged archfiend. Uh, and the actual winged archfiend from the Abyss book was uh, nerfed, uh, yes. and this character was just a souped-up version of that. So that was uh, that's unfortunate that that it got missed. Yeah. So I, I think uh, uh, that uh, that opinion that uh, the compact could have been uh, more uh, thoroughly uh, uh, kind of. Uh, Work, work through. Research. Yeah, or, yeah. yeah. That, that, I, I, I agree. We, uh, we just have to take that and uh, learn from it. But I mean, if you look at the overall result, if you look at, um, at, at the way people perceive the tournament overall and what our intent going in with the compact is, is to vary the list. Because the year before, we, we, we saw that, um, that there is a, a, a very large amount of fly-heavy lists near the top. Yeah. And after speaking with Fred, who 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 moves around a bit internationally to play, uh, he said, "Well, the rules committee has kind of identified this as an issue as well, and yeah. it might be targeted uh, in 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 future modifications of the yeah. rule set." Um, that uh, our intent was to vary the list a bit more, shake up the meta, and I think that all in all, this was a this was a successful effort because you see that the lists are very balanced. You see, Thomas. Uh, this blue playing with uh, with ogres with uh, three of these um, red Ooh, goblin blasters. Yeah, blasters he, yeah. He, yeah, he was uh, he was doing uh, fa fairly well. He was near the top. So I think that everybody somehow had a chance uh, to do something in this tournament. And if 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 uh, I would use the term la laziness with regards to the compact, I don't know. I probably wouldn't use the term lazy. I probably was. Uh, I would say it was our first attempt at it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, and uh, as we are all not not professionals in this, of course, there will always be something to be improved. But the overall, we achieved, I think, the overall objective. And if you look, if you look at the feedback from the player base as a whole, uh, I think that confirms that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, but it's it's a small uh, small uh, let's say effort to just. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, this yeah, could, yeah. Have, could have been avoided easily in a way. So. Uh, so it's okay if uh, that person uh, has that opinion. Then it's I, I understand it. It's, it's 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 fine. Fuck me! I'm a dwarf. All right. Should we go to the next uh, question? Sure. Yeah, yeah. It was about the tournament pack and scoring sheet. Um, that was. Uh, I actually changed that like the night before. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember the reason, but it was something yeah. about the uh, the, um, uh, the 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 uh, the num or the um, the sequence of the different uh, different scoring uh, sheets or or, or, t or tables. And uh, 
I decided uh, to change it uh, to have it. But then in the process, I actually made it less. <laughs> so that was uh, totally on my part. <laughs> it was probably better if the if the players had brought their own uh, scoring sheets that were in the compact instead of the ones I printed the night before. So uh, actually, uh, that was uh, that's going to be in, yeah uh, fixed next year as well. I actually it took me five uh, no four games to 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 uh, decipher <laughs> how to for, fill out the scoring sheet. So, but but it was the big deal. It's just uh, how you write it down on paper. So it's uh, yeah, it's a small small thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The scoring sheet. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah. Not quite intuitive. Um. Yeah. No one knows what and how much points was given for a lot of things. That was also intentional because, uh, like I said, the points for sports and the points for painting was. Uh, uh, hidden uh, with the TOs. Um, some might disagree with that. That's fine. Um, yeah, should be more detailed hobby scoring by the opponents. Um, yeah, which is, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's that was kind of a. I I couldn't decide. Well, I did decide, but there was like because um, uh, when you score in your own army, uh, it's you only score it once, and that's fine. It's because it's every if the opponents would score for hobby, that could mean that one uh, opponent would give you one type of uh, points for the uh, for the army, and then another opponent would be give another point, even though it's the same army. Yeah. But so when you look be... at this, if you look at the way we scored the sportsmanship, for example, yeah, we had certain yeah. categories that you were able to like on a tab tabular format to check off. Yeah. Um, this worked very well. I think we had a very large, uh, let's say, a large amount of congruence between the different scorings. And uh, mm. and if if we do the same thing for um, uh, for the painting, I think overall it would be a bit better because when you self when you self score, I think of course you you can do it. However, it's more prone to be skewed because it's your own perception. Of course, you have an emotional connection to your work, right? Mm. Whereas when you look at the overall intent and providing a, uh, a well-rounded hobby experience, um, scoring by the by, by the opponent opponent, I think could uh, reflect that purpose better. Yeah. So I think yeah, the way we 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 um, scored paint, paint, you you either had you either checked a, a box or you didn't, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you you either used the technique or you didn't, and I think maybe we yeah. should. That's that could be developed into making a more detailed, uh, detailed. So so grading it more, right? So uh, it's exactly. not it's not enough just to um, to to paint uh, uh, highlights uh, on one model and then say you have highlights in your army, right? So so if you do yeah. that, if you do, I don't know if anybody did that, yeah. but but okay, so it's it's a it's a kind of a, no, but it's, I think it's quite normal, you know, when yeah. you go back to 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 the towards when you go back to the to the podcast episode which we did uh, with Fred on the Universal Battle, and we said yeah. every time you you engage in a game, you engage in a social contract, right? Yeah. And it's important that the terms of the social contract are, not, are, are known are known to both parties. And I can, for me at least, I can say that I thoroughly enjoyed uh, the, the the vast majority of my games. They were super exciting, and I also saw some super interesting army concepts. And when you go back to the army review episode, we saw a wide variety of list concepts. Yeah, that made it yeah. interesting because you have you, there's this new terrain, there's new concepts. You you play against new people, so 
it's not the same ground in meta that we that we had seen before. So, yeah, I, I think it's quite okay. Yeah, yeah, but I think a uh, more granular uh, scoring system, more detailed, maybe more like uh, detailed about what techniques or something like that, or or because I think. Um, if we're going to have someone else uh, rate the armies, and we're going to have uh, like you know, one of the TOs or or some person who is uh, responsible for doing that, go around and, and check the armies, which we've done in the past, which is fine. So um, we'll have to take up that discussion uh, before next time, I think, and then yeah. decide. Yeah, but the, the the whole point is to kind of um, get a bigger spread between the best painted armies and the the mediocre armies and the armies yeah. that so. This time, uh, uh, Eric, Eric's Ostlanders probably got about as many points as the majority of armies there, uh, even though his. Yeah, it's, yeah. I think I think it's it's uh, safe to say that there were the four armies that got full points uh, that we chose from, uh, or that you chose from, and then uh, below that was very similar. Like yeah. there was very little points uh, separating them, but it's it was very. Uh, it, it was very obvious, like the five armies that were, uh, I mean, it was, to me at least, uh, um, obvious that, that, that some of the armies that were better got, got the highest points. But uh, if you want to more granular, uh, then we, we should do something about, uh, about the yeah. uh, how many points or how many uh, boxes, to put it like that, yeah, uh, yeah. you need to check off. Yeah. I mean, the, uh, we want to promote uh, as but much hobby and painting as possible. So, uh, I think it's a good a good idea to just tell people beforehand, like this is this is the standard that we would like to see. Yeah, and right. the and the standard is more, let's say, a standard geared towards effort more than more than towards output. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. like because because to a certain degree, you can see effort. Like at least I think so. I think yeah. you can see effort, and, and and of course, you know, when you have an extraordinary painter like Eirik, then uh, of course the result is extraordinary. But when you have, let's say, take Rosa for example, who really pushed to finish her army, I think that deserves credit as well yeah. because she yeah. she did it specifically for the tournament. And uh, and I think something like that also uh, uh, reserves uh, deserves some some form of recognition. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But we didn't All have right. we didn't have any kind of uh, maybe you were mentioning that later. But we didn't have any kind of um, show off uh, or uh, armies That's or, right. on parade or some something like that, which was uh, we that we should have found some some way to do that also because uh, I agree. That's half of the. Well, that's a big part of the, the enjoyment of a, of a tournament is looking at other people's work in. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, I think um, I think because if we if we either just uh, because uh, I think one part of the problem is is I I don't think everyone had scored their own army at the. Uh, at the break on Saturday, or I think I had to like get people to score their own armies, uh, so that yeah. uh, all the points weren't um, uh, collected uh, in time. So I think that could be something that uh, 
maybe a better idea is to just do a, like a parade, like you said, and then have people vote or, or whatever, then people should be able to, to see all the beautiful work that people put into their models. Yeah, because we didn't have any kind of way, or any way for for other people to, to, to judge the armies, so give kind of, yeah, yeah now nah, okay. All right, yeah. the next question was about terrain. <laughs> yeah. Um, and some uh, people uh, would prefer us to use the standard terrain, and some terrain, same terrain for all tables. Um, yeah, like some commented that the terrain influenced the outcome in the random and, and bad way. Uh, some thought it was a good amount, um, good with the different uh, themes or, or, or uh, variations for the tables. Uh, some were skeptical at first, but loved the the theme terrain. I thought it was a nice with a with the variation from the map pack. Um, some thought it was nice, but needed. Uh, I thought the, the terrain should be more Kings of War suitable, which uh, I think like one of the tables I was playing, I think maybe it was seven or eight, the one with the the city, yeah. <laughs> where a lot of very lot of impassable terrain, <laughs> which was very. <laughs> <laughs> uh, put on a base, very big base, yeah, yeah. so it was very hard to maneuver around. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, uh, Simon and I also played at the, the, the table without forests, with uh, lots, yeah. lots of hills. And the, the, the pieces were shaped in a way that it was really hard to determine what was actually the the edge of the terrain. Yeah, because yeah. The, they were like almost like uh, conical, but upside down. Yeah. So it was <laughs> it was it was a bit shitty because here you know like from a top view the it's, the hill is of course wider but if you if you let's say if you look at the selection of the real like the individual pieces we used of course you know it can it can be improved we need to make sure that our let's say terrain boundaries like the, the technicalities of the terrain are clear for everybody yeah. that's that's understood um, the the thematic terrain of course the terrain influences the outcome of the game um that is uh, that is almost a given but the same thing is that at clash of kings or, or other international tournaments uh gen con for example when you don't have a uh, map pack um to, to to balance the the terrain to almost uh, a complete evenness so um i'm i think that it it worked quite okay uh, in my opinion I, at least i didn't hear any 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 complaints that say outside of uh, outside of uh, outside of this um I think maybe I would do it again if I if I had a choice I'll do it again. Maybe I do table one and two. All the tables that are within top contention, they run the map pack, and then the rest only thematic terrain. This is maybe something mm. that that, you, that we can think about, for example. Yeah. Yeah, I think also that we if we do it later, they should look at the terrain pieces to make sure that they uh, they are easier to use in Kings of War, like we said. Like yeah. for instance, it's fine to have like a city, but then you need at least some space to maneuver around. Uh, the impassable terrain. Yeah. So uh, I think we could look at the like the terrain pieces, but uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, I think there are two ways to look at terrain for for a tournament like this, because you have the Epic Wolf map pack, which is uh, widely used and of course is made to level the playing field. But the problem with using that is that you know exactly what to expect when you walk up to a table. You know the exact amount of pieces of yeah. every type. Uh, and I I really like the, the idea that Simon had that uh, we we uh, theme the terrain from different 
places semantica and then uh, try to uh, vary uh, the amount of the or the the, the yeah the amount of different uh, types of pieces on the table. So instead of two forests, two hills, two obstacles, two difficult terrain, two, we had one table that was four obstacles and uh, no forests, uh, for instance. And we had one table that mm. would, would yeah, vary in different ways. And I, I actually liked that. And I played on uh, three different tables. Uh, and the, 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 the top table that we had that was uh, uh, from the map pack. Uh, and, of course, some of them felt a little bit uneven, but it all only... Uh, Kind of gives a greater challenge, and uh, mm. if we just work th this time, we, we we had an idea, and then we set up the tables when we got there. But if we plan them ahead and try to to make them um, in a in the same way as the uh, Epic Dwarf map pack maps are made, with uh, evenness or or uh, kind of the yeah the evenness in mind, then we can make some interesting tables with. That doesn't have this formula of two, 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 two of the different types. I think also it depends on your on your expectations. You know, some people they like to have as much as many things as possible uh, determined uh, in 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 advance. Like uh, they want to know what uh, how many points they're scoring for 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 painting and and and. Uh, and hobby and how, how how it's the terrain going to look like so they want to minimize the variables as much as possible to to optimize their uh, their result or to optimize how um, yeah what well, to, to make it as predictable as possible to to but to isn't get, it uh, the, well that's, isn't that's, it the, a skill also to be able to 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 adjust to the circumstance yeah of course i mean that's uh, i mean of course you don't you don't have any you don't have this huge quantity you know exactly okay i have two forests which means that okay two forests depending how big the forests in my club are how big the forests are uh portion of the caterpillar becomes more or less worthwhile yeah. but what happens if you only have a ter if you only have hilly terrain and suddenly okay you spent you spent on the caterpillar because you know that was going to come yeah. But then, uh, then, you, then you see that uh, okay, it's uh, in the reality it looks a bit different, yes. Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, that's the. Uh, I don't think it's a right or wrong thing. It's just a, I think it's just a, a matter of uh, perspective or a matter of uh, what you expect. Yeah, and I, I think I actually I think the the, the approach that we had uh, was good. And if we uh, if we do it again, I I agree with Simon. We should try it. But maybe we should do. Um, a little bit more prep of the of the terrain, both in in the what like yeah. we were talked about the, the the shape and and functionality of the pieces, but also the placement. So so you have uh, tables that are not following that uh, formula, but uh, but uh, are still even enough that they they pose kind of a, a level playing field. Yeah, I agree. All right. Um... Awards and prizes. Um, diploma is good enough, adequate. A uh, bit random who gets the overall. Um, some thought, some people thought it was too many non-game related points. Uh, not uh, clear what they were uh, what they were uh, dealt out or what what. Uh, I'm going to translate this. <laughs> how, how they were awarded, you mean? Yes, thank you, thank you. 
And um, yeah, some criticized that they didn't understand what the point system was. But like I said, that was kind of uh, yeah. that was kind of a, a point that we wanted to do. Yeah. Um, about uh, prices, like we didn't uh, ask um, Outland. I'm not sure what. Um, uh, like we have, I I discussed it with, or I think I uh, I. I uh, Wanted to see ask like the different um, uh, web stores and yeah. if they wanted to add like a, like a gift card or something like that, but actually never got around to it, so that was my fault. Well, actually, I, uh, we talked about the, the between the three of us as well. I, I think so. It was yeah. a, shared, a shared responsibility. It was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's shared responsibility, but also looking back, you know, I I, I can say that uh, if. if you look back at the tournament, uh, conflict tournament that we went down and uh, played down in Christian Sand, I won this uh, this uh, Abyssal Dwarf Army box and I gave it away right away because mm. most of our players are at, let's say, an age of they we have more miniatures than we can paint, all of us, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and, and all of us are, let's say, uh, are, have uh, permanent employment and if you really want, let's say, especially looking at Mantic, I, I discussed it briefly with Truls on the phone today, yeah. you know, if you want to buy some, a box of Rock Riders for 300 kronas, uh, th 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 then you just, then you just do that. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think something like what, what Truls has made with the, with the diplomas, I think that actually carries, to me at least, the same e emotional weight because, um, because I think it's it's more about the experience that you give to people. That is what you give to people. If they take home a box, if they take home a paper, that is of secondary uh, relevance. If they had a good weekend of gaming, because that's what they spend their time on, and that's a more valuable resource, most valuable resource they have. Yeah, I completely agree. I, agree I, I don't think uh, yeah. prices are necessary in this. Uh, or prices. No, we, have, we have the we have the awards, we have the diplomas, but giving people free stuff, I don't see the the big point. All right. Um, scenarios, good, good selection. Uh, some insecurities about the um, uh, the order, which is fine. We could be more specific in the tournament pack. Um, yeah, but that was uh, generally the good uh, good feedback on the scenarios that you chose. <laughs> yeah, it was a, an okay mix between different types, I think, and um, I, I enjoyed it. I would balance it out more, like more towards that you have an even number of scenarios that, that require unit strength and an even number that required you to occupy objectives. Yeah. Because occupying objectives uh, equalizes the units. Yeah, they're all they're all the same. All scoring yeah. units are the yeah. same. Whereas, whereas if, if 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 we make the units, we modify the unit strength table uh, with the intent of, of 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 making, let's say, more cumbersome units worthwhile taking. Uh, I think we we should uh, reflect it in the scenarios the next time. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Actually, the the, the one scenario that was um, unit strength based control, the first one, uh, then yeah. the um, the amendment that we made in the compact, where where um, uh, infantry hordes score more than large, yes, actually made a difference in my game. Uh, I would have lost to Evan in game one if that wasn't. Uh, uh, in the compact, because um, I had a big infantry horde and he had a, 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 a rider horde in the same uh, square, uh, and it mm. cost him the win and it, it actually gave me the draw. So it was, um, I think, also that is, it's good to see that it actually had a, a, 
an effect in the game as well. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. Nimble! <laughs> All right. Um, social on Saturday evening. Saved by Robo Rally. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and yeah, some would prefer to go out on town afterwards, but that was fine. Um, but how can you yeah. say that? I mean, I don't know. Geez. How can you say that? That means like uh, what you're really saying is like I hate all you guys, but Robo Rally. <laughs> <laughs> So, it's like, I mean, I was only there for a short time, but I quite enjoy. I mean, I had a good chat, you know, there was, uh, you know, uh, Jürgen's uh, players coming out of Fillingstown and a super interesting conversation with Ivan. Uh, mm. And, you know, you're going to cross paths with these people again because the community is so small. So, you know, you, you have to kind of, uh, you have to uh, try to understand who you are really dealing with, you know. Uh, mm. And I really liked it, especially meeting the guys from Pillingstown was, for me, super interesting. So I thought the social yeah. was great. Guys, I have, to, uh, I really I have to go check on my daughter. She's crying, so I'll be right back. You, you just go ahead. Yep. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, no, I'm, I'm really uh, sorry that I couldn't participate in the social thing because I was, uh, yeah. But that's what it's like to be a... Uh, to have small kids, like Jürgen just said. Uh, so I think I'm. I really hope that uh, that next year uh, I'll be able to stay for the social thing as well. And I mean, the most important thing is that we like spend time uh, after the games with each other and hang out. And uh, if it's done at the place that we play or if we go out, that's uh, I don't know, we could we could do a. Maybe we could do a poll on that uh, before the next tournament, and then we can see what people prefer. Yeah, definitely. We should take we should take let's say save, save the feedback document and look at it. Um, also, of course, you know, before the next tournament, we'll have a new kind of Clash of Kings book uh, with mm. new kind of organized organized uh, play uh, rule sets, and then of course we'll influence the way uh, we, we we will approach it. But these kind of let's say fluffy things around it, like the terrain or like. A scenario a scenario selection is somewhat fluffy and uh, and also the social thing of course we i mean we will have to and we want to listen closely to the community because that is uh let's say if the way it turned out now most of the people had a good time most of the people uh said they were going to come back again and uh and i i think it uh it was a good event let's say for the game uh in norway yeah. So, so, too. so that this. Uh, what is the next? Uh, what is the next question we have towards? Uh, the last one is just any other feedback that we'd like to give. Um, so disappointed about the uh, organization and the lack of chess clocks, which is uh, I see good uh, um, good feedback for us. Um, I think that we're going to discuss about just buying some more for the club actually. So it's. Uh, we have enough because it is. We had some, but uh, what we realized that we have uh, they had the uh, war machine hordes uh, tournament, and they also used chest talks. <laughs> so suddenly, uh, the amount that we have were, were too little. Uh, but everyone was uh, looking forward to next year. Soup for lunch was great. Um, uh, some thought it was better last year. Okay, so we'll have to just take that criticism and, and do it better next year. And um, uh, yeah, some would prefer to have like a, a parade uh, of the armies that the people could uh, 
people could vote for their favorites. Um, yeah. I think that was it, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I mean... I think that also when you, Chris, that does uh, say the overall organization on the, the tournament venue, I think the, yeah. the, the stuff that he did with organizing the lunch, making sure everything was prepared, and I think that was a extraordinary job. Um, yeah, he does a great job of uh, doing that, and he's uh, a long, long-time veteran of uh, organizing tournaments, so he knows what, what, um, what's needed. I think it was it was quite good. Um, I mean, we can learn a lot from that, and as long as we have such a, such a venue as we have, we can theoretically even accommodate accommodate more players. If 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 we grow at the same rate, then we'll have twenty next year. Yeah. So <laughs> so uh, if if you break this down by population, you know we are not so bad. <laughs> so um, I don't know. I quite enjoyed it. I think it was one of the Probably the best Kings of War tournament I went to so far. Oh, I think so. <laughs> All right. So, um, what else? What's next on the agenda? I think we finished our uh, the feedback forms. Yeah. So uh, I think uh, overall the the response was positive, right? And then of course there are some uh, things that uh, different people have uh, pointed out. Uh, we will just take them uh, take them into discussion when we. Uh, start planning for next year um, and I hope we can make uh, more than one event next year so Reign of Kings can be like the, yes. the premiere event uh, where uh, we expect uh, people traveling in and then uh, we should have like a club uh, smaller event for the, for Bergen people too. so you're yeah. going to call it what the, the drizzle of kings or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah something like that <laughs> Uh, I think we're uh, like usually they uh, we discuss uh, at the club like which weekends are going to be uh, booked for us uh, so we can even start I think we do that at the big start of the year I can ask Chris about it and we can uh, plot in uh, like maybe doing one in the in the springtime and one in the or early spring and one in, in November like we did now or October November yeah because we want to do you want to space it out i think but uh, at the same time uh, we have a lot of different gaming systems uh, in our club and we need to uh, make sure that everyone gets their their share of the of the weekends yeah, and the sure, saturdays sure. I completely understand that um, my love is for king's war so i have to <laughs> promote it whenever i can <laughs> But you see also, I think all in all, it's on the way up, you know, like like uh, as an immediate feedback uh, after the tournament, because the people saw the way other people enjoyed the game, is yeah. that uh, there's uh, players uh, wanting to try out the game, wanting to come play it at the club. Yeah, so, so we even had, even had players that uh, sold all their fantasy armies and still wanted to have a go at Kings of War. Yeah. So that's a good, uh, that's a good sign. I, I think just... Uh, uh, I don't know who said it, but showing up is 80% of the job. So uh, by showing up to the tournaments, we are increasing the uh, the number potential number of players, and people look like uh, uh, people saw that we were having fun, and um, I think that uh, sends a great message that uh, this is a great game that's uh, that is uh, here to stay, and 
and uh, it's easy to get into and uh, yeah easy to learn difficult to master <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> nah you you have mastered it don't tell you it's so <laughs> but uh, I, I, one thing that I found interesting was that uh, in the discussion on our club uh, page after the tournament when these guys started asking about the game some of them were spe specifically referring to things they had seen at the tournament so I think that's a big actually a big yeah. uh, success for this, uh, this uh, like like what like what was that? Who who was? was uh, I think it was that uh, someone mentioned uh, Robert Mumakil, the the um, Lord of the Rings uh, elephant. I think he used uh, it as, uh, as a proxy for uh, a chariot yeah. horde or something like so that. It, it, so someone specifically mentioned yeah. that. And then of course uh, mentioning multi-basing and kind of the visual spectacle, which is uh, kind of a, yeah. one of the things that we wanted to achieve with this uh, tournament. Yeah. So. Uh, I think that is a very uh, good sign. I take that as a very good sign that people mm. notice notice what we we tried to achieve this time. Yeah. So one uh, thing that the, I saw, I remember you noticed. Uh, you mentioned that uh, the, the chat your uh, games like uh, team games or, or uh, like doubles tournaments and stuff like that. Do you have any specific specific in mind or? Well, I'm, the, the, the whole point is to, to try to get more people into the loop and interested in, in uh, Kings of War, right? But the, the barrier to entry mm -hmm. can be quite high if you, if you don't have fantasy armies. Of course, many people have fantasy armies already lying around, but, but some people don't, and, and uh, some people uh, don't have the things that they need to feel the viable army in Kings of War. So I think in some way we, we need to think about how to... Uh, to make it easy for for new people, not just the the, the guys that are already playing Kings of War and, and are in the loop, but people like the three guys that uh, have shown interest uh, since the Reign of Kings, they should have some kind of entry entry way. And that could be like they did yeah. uh, they do in Oslo with the doubles tournaments. Uh, yeah. And I know also. No, I uh, think that's. What? Sorry. No, Sorry. that's okay. I was I was rambling, so go ahead. <laughs> no, I think it's. I was just going to agree with you. Like, I think it's a great idea, and, and uh, the feedback that I heard from uh, the the Kongel uh, Kegi podcast about their their doubles tournaments is that a lot of new people are coming because they don't uh, need as many points, and it's uh, you get like uh, support from your teammates uh, who's more experienced. So I think it's a double tournament is a really good idea. Well, How does like this work? Can you can you explain? Uh, Basically, what they do is uh, you have a team of two players. Uh, they each bring a thousand points, if I remember correctly, uh, and they just uh, play the game uh, on the same table. So it's four players per table, and it's basically the same uh, scenarios or whatever. So I think I think basically that's it. But I'm not being. Uh... And the teams are arranged beforehand, or do people yeah. just? Okay. No, so they, they so just... in, yeah, they uh, they go together or they match up, whatever, and then they uh, uh, yeah they they've done some uh, podcasts where they go through the lists like we did and and um, so I think it's a it's a good idea. Like you know, in Oslo they usually have one day events because that's what they see pe more people uh, tend to. So uh, I with Kings of War being such a Let's say uh, 
simple game to get into, and it's not very rules heavy. I think it's to have more one day events, uh, smaller events. Uh, I think it's a good idea uh, to to get more people to try to try it. And you know, people can land out their armies if it's only a thousand points. The the barriers are a lot lower to join in. So I think that definitely definitely should be on the the schedule for the this uh, the next yeah. uh, next year. But you have also yeah. I I heard some someone went mention uh, I guess that was Halvard um, uh, mentioning this um, other format which probably is something look a little bit more like the ETC or something like that I have never been to that but uh, yeah. where you have team yeah the team yeah, events so you have three yeah. I don't know exactly how to do it but he mentioned three players and then. Uh, three players per team, and, and you yeah, play we, games, and, and whichever uh, mm. wins the more ga- most games out of those three, they win the match between the two teams, right? Yeah, no, it's something, yeah. Like, no, it's something like uh, you have, uh, let's see, you have three armies, uh, three players, three armies, and then you put down a card, we're like, okay, we place our, our like you, Jürgen, your, your undead uh, army, and then the other player, uh, other team will place uh, his opponent, uh, and then they will place their next player, and then uh, your team would place the, his opponent. So you can kind of do like a matchup. Like if you think, okay, uh, this is a bad matchup for us. Uh, so, for instance, take uh, like would like you did in ETC. Uh, they would perhaps uh, try to minimize the, the damage uh, that they could do by putting like avoidance armies or something like that to to try and, and stop. Of uh, uh, the other players from, from points, so that's a very uh, tactical uh, decision even before the games have even started. And you know, all the back, yeah, it's, it's really fun. Uh, and and what they do is, is also it's like they they post the lists, so they everyone <laughs> it, everyone knows everyone's lists, uh, which also makes it uh, kind of easier to to think. Okay, this. This is a bad matchup, or this is a good matchup. How can uh, how can uh, how will this army uh, affect the other's army? So that's a very interesting uh, part of it. And also, of course, the whole team spirit thing I think is a very important uh, part of it as well. Uh, so it's, I think it's uh, I think that's a good idea as well. Right now, I think the problem is a bit that we don't have that many players. So I think uh, we. I mean, if we have teams of, of, of three, then we're going to have at least, uh, what is it, like 12 or 18? Depending on, of course, how many games you want to play. But that, that could be a, a slight barrier, but I don't think... I mean, it's, not, it's just something to, uh, to consider to do and uh, just, just try it out and see what happens. Yeah, I mean, uh, three, uh, four teams of three players, 12 people, that... That should be uh, good for yeah. just a casual day of gaming. Yeah. Don't even have yeah. to call it a tournament. Just show up and and yeah. uh, play it like on the Super Saturdays uh, that uh, the club hosts. But as you yeah. say, you 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 need you need full teams and uh, I don't know if, if everybody shows up. We actually have players, but uh, I was hoping this is not the way to recruit new people, right? So it's. Uh, no, I think we should do the team things first, you know. But if we if we continue to grow at this rate, I think it can be can be quite okay uh, in, in in the next year. If we if yeah. we go past twenty, then 
suddenly we are talking about five, six teams showing up to such yeah. an event. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think I think it's uh, like a team event, uh, like uh, two two players per per team. Uh, it's a good way to to start. Good yeah, Halvard is. Uh, um, Halvard is not allowed to play with a Trondheim guy. <laughs> <laughs> But then, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we have to know. <laughs> Young just is like super silent. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> All right, so, uh, it's um, uh, like we, I, were, I was playing. I think it was one of the last eighth edition. Uh, there was a, a team event in in Göteborg, I believe. I went there with with Halval and a guy called Helman and a guy called Lars. They were they are the, those three are they're all playing at ninth age now except for Halval. But uh, we did like a, a team event then, and it's uh, I mean <laughs> I'm a very mediocre player to to put it slightly, and, and they are both Halval and and Halval are, are <laughs> Lars as well are ETC players. So I probably like uh, did them a disfavor in the point section, but uh, it was a very fun tournament, and it was a very, um, uh, even though, I mean, uh, it's uh, we, we had a lot of fun together, and it was a very nice, it was a very fun trip. I so uh, I think that's uh, like I uh, Hammond has spoken about when he when he sees uh, team events for this game, he will he will show up. So I think that's his favorite part, the whole, the social thing. So, should we wrap up this uh, section about uh, the Reign of Kings? Absolutely. I mean, it was uh, it was great. Let's do it again. <laughs> <laughs> good night, guys. All right. Good night. Tschüss and Tag. Good night. Bye. You can reach us on Twitter at KLW Oslo, or you can contact us by email, giantdwarfpodcast at gmail.com. 